You know, you'd have to be a fool not to acknowledge that many across our world, this is not just a United States issue, this is not just a North American circumstance across the world, there have been many that have been very vocal or at least let on that they fear death. Over these past few months and short years, many have come to grips with the fact that they are mortal. Really, we, we talk about how death and taxes are the only certainties in life, and that's not quite true because Jesus Christ is a certainty as well. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, these things, these three are very certain as well, but there are many who have focused in on death. They do everything they can to avoid that death. What they're concerned about is the first death. You say, hold up a moment. When you say first death, that insinuates that there's more than one. Well, friend, there is. The Bible talks of the second death, eternal separation from God in hell for all eternity. I don't know when you're listening, maybe morning, mid-afternoon, or evening. Maybe it's the middle of the night. You say, regardless, this seems like a little bit of a heavy circumstance, a heavy subject to be speaking about at this moment here on the radio, on the broadcast. Well, in reality, there's nothing more important we could talk about. We could talk about current world events, circumstances of life. We could talk about what the newspapers have to say, what the media portrays. But at the end of it all, what really matters is this question, do you fear death? That's not a threat. It's just a simple question. Do you fear death? If you do, we might today be able to help discover an antidote to that fear. You see, Dr. Paul Levine, the founder of our ministry, preached a phenomenal message that you will hear part of today, right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, a broadcast that's been on the air since 1957, started by Dr. Paul many years ago. I'm going to ask you if you would to listen intently and maybe answer that question with a great measure of honesty. Pinch yourself awake for just a moment and think, do you, do I fear death? Dr. Paul, in these first few moments of this little snippet of a message preached all the way back in 1995, realized this was one year before Dr. Paul took his last breath and one year after he laid his wife to rest for eternity. Here in 1995, you'll listen to this message. He's going to talk about what his wife's death made him think about. And maybe it'll be a little bit of an encouragement as we ask this heavy question, do you fear death? Discover for yourself how you would answer this question. When they told me she had to go to the nursing home and I didn't want her to go to the nursing home. And then after being in a nursing home for 15 months and I go, went, go down there and feed her every day and try to talk to her and all that. And then when she had the stroke and I knew that the end was near. And then that, that morning at five o'clock in my arms, and my ear right on her lips. I wanted to hear each breath. And each breath was further apart and further apart and further apart and weaker and weaker and weaker. And when she took that last breath, I never heard it. You know what, you know what all this made me do? Made me think about heaven. 
Boy, I got to think about it. I got a lot of folks in heaven, but my sweetheart's there. Oh, man, someday I'm going to be there and I'm going to see her too. See? And you get to thinking about heaven when, when something like that happens to you. Now look what Jesus did. He went through death that he might destroy him that hath the power of death and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now that, that takes in the Christians too. This is written to Christians. This takes in Christians too. There are a lot of Christians who are in bondage right now because of the fear of death. Now, did you notice what the Bible said in that verse? It says that he might deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. They're not afraid of God. They're not afraid of the devil. They're not afraid of eternity. They're not afraid, they're not afraid of the judgment. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of dying. See, that's what we're afraid of. And uh, even Christians are afraid to die. Now, uh, Maybe you're like that. You say, Brother Paul, now when I die, I know I'm going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Now, you know that when you die, you're going to heaven, but you still don't want to die. See, there's something about dying that we, we're allergic. I know I'm allergic to it. I never did. I, I never was for it myself. And, uh, and I, I'm against it, boy. Yes, sir. And uh, it's like a lady that wrote me a letter one time, a radio listener. And this radio listener said, uh, I'm afraid to die. I'm a Christian. I know I'm saved. My sins are gone. I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. But oh, she said, I'm afraid to die. I'm so afraid to die. She said, I can't sleep at night. I wake up with a cold sweat on me, thinking about dying and being embalmed and put in the ground. And oh, she says, that bothers me. Can you say anything on your radio broadcast to help me? I tried and for a whole week, I gave a series of messages to try to help her. Now, you see, here's a lady that was saved, but she had a fear of dying and she was living in bondage. Now, Jesus went through death that he might have the victory over the, over the devil, that he might deliver you and me and anybody else who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So if you, if you've got a, if you've got a fear of dying, don't think there's something wrong with you. You're not some oddball. It isn't that you're not saved. It isn't that you're not sure you're saved. It's just that dying is it something new? As far as I know, I've never died yet. And as far as I know, you haven't either. And it's something we're all going to go through unless Jesus comes before we die. And we don't know what it's like. It's an awesome thought. We don't know what it's like to die. We've seen people die. I saw Dorothy die. I saw her mother die. I saw her dad die. I've seen others die. But I haven't died yet. And death is something we're going to have to go through. And uh, we're just a little leery about it. We don't know what it's going to be like, see. And don't, don't, feel, don't, don't get scared about this now and feel that uh, there's something wrong with you spiritually. No, no. It's not that at all. It's a natural thing to have a natural fear of death because death is an enemy. See? Okay. Death is an enemy. Now, isn't that wonderful that Jesus went through death that he might deliver us from that fear of death? He can do that. He can do that for you tonight. He can take away the fear of dying. Yes, sir, he can do it. It's wonderful that we have uh, illustrations in the Bible uh, about this too. First of all, let me ask you a question before we look at another scripture. Now, how many believe that heaven's a wonderful place? Let's see your hands. You believe, believe that? Heaven's a wonderful place. It is too, boy. I've never been there yet, but I've read about it. And I read about it quite often now. I didn't used to very much. I skipped that part. <laughs> I'm on my way now. And unless, uh, unless uh, if, if the Lord's going to come in my lifetime, he's going to have to hurry up. See? So uh, if he doesn't hurry up, I'm going to go by way of death. And I'm going to heaven. Now, the Bible tells us that heaven's a wonderful place. I haven't got time to tell you all about that. But part of it is a city, 1,400 miles square. 
And maybe it's a cube. Maybe it's uh, some people think maybe it's uh, a pyramid like, but uh, it's pretty big. And there are going to be millions and millions and millions of people there. Somebody says, you think there might be 30 million of them there? Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the, the aborted babies in America in the last several years is numbers 30 million. They'll all be there. See? And well, there's going to be a lot of people in heaven. It's a wonderful place. You see, uh, there'll be some doctors there, but they'll all be broke because they'd be out of business. And, and there'd be some undertakers. They won't have any, they're going bankrupt in heaven. They won't have any business. Nobody's going to get sick. Nobody's going to have to suffer. There's no more, uh, Parkinson's disease and, and no more cancer and no, and no more, uh, uh, uh whatever you got. <laughs> See, they won't have any of that in heaven. And heaven's a wonderful place. Nobody ever cries. Can you imagine a city 1400 miles square, millions and millions and millions and millions of people there and not one tear? Think of that. One, one tear. Boy, it's going to be wonderful in heaven. Now you believe that and I believe that. All right, now let me ask you a question. Since you and I believe that, how many of you, be careful now how you answer this. I'm not trying to trick you, see, but think now before you raise your hand and, and think what you're saying. But I, I, but I'm just, I just want to uh, illustrate something. This is not to embarrass you, this is to illustrate. How many of you, since you know heaven's a wonderful place, Paul says, I, I am in a uh, straight betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Paul says it's far better there. You and I believe that. Now, since we believe that, how many of you would like to die within the next two minutes and go there? Where's that much better? Raise your hand. How many? Well, I only see, I saw one and a half. <laughs> But I didn't raise my hand. Did you notice I didn't raise my, I was, I was pointing. I was, I didn't raise my hand. My hand's down here. Uh, I don't know about you. I know heaven's a wonderful place. I know it's a wonderful place. I know it's far better there. But if I got, if I'm going to have to die to get there, I'll just wait a while. I'm going to stay here with the cancer. I got a cancer now, you know. And I got, uh, I got uh, shingles. And if I have to die to get to heaven, I'm just going to stay here with the cancer and stay here with the shingles and stay here with the tears and, and heartaches and pain and everything else. You see, well, what's the matter with us anyhow? Don't, don't we want to go to heaven? Of course we want to go to heaven. Well, uh, let me ask you another question. Supposing, how many would like to have Jesus Christ come back tonight, take us all to heaven right now? Let's see your hands. Sure you would. My hand's up on that one, boy. Absent from the body, present with the Lord, the dead in Christ that shall rise in. And then we, we are trial alive and remain so Caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, if we could go to heaven that way, we'd all like to go tonight. But if we got to die to get to heaven, we're going to wait a while. Now, that's just the way we are. There's <laughs> no use trying to evade it and try to be real pious and holy and say, no, that's not the way it is. I want to die right now. No, we don't want to die right now if we think about it. We want to wait a while before we die and suffer a little bit more and cry a little bit more. We are delving into deep waters, are we not? I hope listening to Dr. Paul has been good for you today. I know it always is for me. I enjoy listening to preaching, but I enjoy immensely listening to Dr. Paul hearing messages preached over 25 years ago and many of his messages that we have recorded from 40, 45, 50 years ago to hear him preach such truth, timeless truth. It really is amazing to me. But think about that Christian friend for a moment. Are you fearful? Are you a little trepidatious about crossing over to the other side? If you have concerns about your eternal soul, maybe you'd say, I'm not a Christian today. I don't know Christ, but I'd like to. 
Would you reach out to me today? Would you text me at 309-316-7240? It's been amazing to see the cross-section of America and the world that has reached out through this avenue. Had multiple folks, it was funny, two or three from Pennsylvania and one from Arizona and one from Washington State and all over the place reaching out, having questions some about salvation, some about other difficulties, reach out today, 309-316-7240. I do hope and pray that you have a great day for his glory, that you maybe take a few moments to ponder this thought. And join us tomorrow, right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. You're not going to want to miss what Dr. Paul has for us tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.